internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel to telecommuting from home to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Frankie Picasso and we're talking about, uh, <laughs> sorry, I forgot again, um, we're talking about your beliefs create your reality. Right now my beliefs are creating a reality where like everything is just a shitstorm. Um, yeah, it's all good Frankie. I'm so glad you're here today because we talk about time blocking and we talk about these things and Except we're not talking about time blocking today. <laughs> we're talking about our beliefs and how they, uh, how they create our reality. Friday the 5th. It might be your belief. It's the 4th today. Oh my God, forget it. Yeah. See, this yeah. is why I need your help. This is hilarious. I know. But you know what? Um, you, you just showed me a really funny video of some work thing that you were working on. And I think it got you really excited but, because it was, it was hilarious and funny. Um, but we're, we're, we're talking about how our beliefs you know, create our reality. And you created a reality of a work week that was tons of fun. And that's what you can do. You can do whatever you want in your head. And in this dimension and the other dimension, um, if you believe in dimensions or the other side or whatever you want, the universe or whoever it is that you believe in, um, our thoughts do create things. If, you know, I, I don't know anybody who hasn't read The Secret. Uh, maybe The Secret was out there and they didn't understand how it actually worked uh, because there was a couple of missing components to that but in the end i mean what we believe is is truly what we can achieve napoleon hill thomas ford you know henry ford sorry i uh, think you can think you can't either way you're right i mean everybody has found the secret to creating their own reality by changing their thoughts and today i went um swimming and i went to two pools and they were both closed for maintenance so the third pool i, I walk into oh my god it's a 50 meter pool and i'm going a 50 meter pool i'm used to a 25 meter pool right like that's olympic size but this is like double olympic size and i'm thinking oh my god how am i going to swim that how many lengths can i swim you know my thoughts were like oh my god i don't know if i can get to the other side without stopping or whatever anyway i did it and 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 so i thought you know i can and so i did because i had to otherwise i'd probably drown so um, you know, I could have talked my, and I almost talked myself out of going because I'm lazy and it was kind of cool out and I rainy and I really didn't want to go. And, and, you know, but I had somebody waiting for me cause I, I looked for a swim partner cause I knew that I would, you know, kind of not go whenever I didn't have to. So I, I got somebody to keep me accountable. Another thing of, you know, know, know your own mind. And so I went. Cause I had to, because somebody held me accountable. I, they were waiting on me to go. Um, what's that going to do? It's going to change someone? my body. I want to change my body, but I'm too lazy. Were you so meeting now, someone, or you just have an accountability partner for change? No, I met her. I met her. I met somebody. I, I, I put a request out for a swim. You know, somebody who wants to swim laps with me, because it would make me go. Because it's too easy not to go, right? It's too easy gotcha. to 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 not do things, and so. I, I have a, a goal and my goal is to, you know, lose 70 pounds and to be fit and all of that. But sometimes food looks better, you know, 
So in, you have to change your thoughts. And I had to change my thought and go, no, there's no food that tastes as good as I'm going to feel when I have the body that I want. No food at all. Well, and it's, it's funny, Frankie, you mentioned that because when you do that, you know, I've been, I've been doing that as well, you know, looking at my food going, does this really taste that good? And a lot of times it doesn't. And a lot of times it's just habit. I can tell you when I get a new client and I get all excited and they send the money in and the contract signed, the minute the money hits the bank, I hit the fridge. Oh, really? Oh, like clockwork. Like I, I, I crave, you know, something crunchy, something salty. I really don't crave sugary things. I don't reach for a candy bar, yeah. but I need the crunch and I need the salt. And so what I have is like these alert, I call them my emergency Frito bags. The kids are not allowed yeah. to touch them. They're yeah. like Fritos in a little snack bag that's zipped and they stay in my cabinet. And those are for when I have to just have that fix. Because okay. I tried not to do it, but it, it doesn't even taste good. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Why. Okay. Well, this is a perfect, perfect setup. Thank you for saying that because now we have an opportunity. This is a great opportunity, folks, if you're listening, to figure out why does Sandra, you know, reach for the salty things when something good happens to her. So this is a belief system that she created or somebody helped her create in her mind, in her subconscious. She doesn't, it, it's an under, we call them underlying automatic commitments that that there's a commitment to going to the fridge or going to the Frito bag when something good happens. So when did this start? Let's, let's see if we can take that thread and work it back. So something great happened to you. You were in high school, you were in middle school, you were in JK, wherever you were, when did it happen? And you go, Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm going to have a, a Frito lay. I think it goes back to camping when I was a little kid. We used to camp a lot, especially up in, in uh, northeastern Canada, which gets a lot of rain, gets a lot of, you know, it, yeah. summers there can be iffy. And so we would camp and whenever we would have a big rainstorm or we'd be all six of us in this little trailer, like a little tiny one, my mom would whip out like Yahtzee and a couple other board games and Parcheesi. And we would sit six of us around this tiny little table. And my mom would make a bowl of Fritos and dip and Fritos and dip always made it better. Okay. And I know that that's part of my go-to trigger. Like when I get stressed or scared and I, foregone the dip. (laughs) Yeah. I did that in my forties. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. But yeah, it makes me feel better. Okay. So it feels like home. It feels like family. It feels safe. It feels comfy. It's your life is okay. Little retreat. Yeah. It is okay for that, you know, for that instant, for that moment. So, so the belief system is, is that I need to feel good and safe or share it with my family or whatever that might be, whatever that message is scared or happy, you go to the, to the Frito-Lays, right? Cause right. they're going to feel better. It's a comfort. So it's a comfort. I feel comfortable when I have Fritos minus dip. Minus dip. Yeah. I used to have to have the dip. Yeah, you used to have to have the dip, but now, now you're dip free. So you, you cut out half the belief system, which is good. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But other people have belief systems, underlying commitments to money, to making money, to being successful that say it's not okay. And so when they find themselves struggling all the time, how come I'm the one who gets passed over? You know, how come I'm the one that can't get that job? How come I'm the one the relationship doesn't happen for? How come I'm the one that nobody loves? That belief system um, inside you is really saying 
you don't deserve it. Or I don't like, I don't believe in rich people. I don't like rich people. Rich people are liars or, or people who, who get ahead, you know, are, are people who get ahead are, um, y- you know, uh, they walk all over others to do so. Like whatever the family, let's say belief system was that went into your subconscious at whatever age, it is telling you subconsciously because your, your conscious mind is going, I want that job. I want to be rich. I, why wouldn't I want to be rich? Who doesn't want to be rich? But your subconscious is saying, no, our family doesn't like those people. We, we think that they're bad. So once you can discover why your thoughts aren't changing your reality, then you can work on that because you have a perfect opportunity to figure it all out. I love those glasses, by the way. They're really cute. They match my shirt. Sandra has, Sandra has purple glasses on at the moment. I love, you know, like, and this is about, I think, you know, kind of changing my reality to a certain point mm-hmm. um, because I, I like my glasses. I never liked my glasses before because it was my belief that they made me look smart. They made me look unapproachable. You know, they made me, you know, just not look like the person that I wanted to be. And so it's really fun for me to try these glasses. And I found these companies online that'll make them for like 10 bucks. You know, they're my prescription. So when I put them on, like, like the blue ones or purple ones I have on now make me feel really confident when I'm not feeling confident. I have like my sexy, pretty pink ones that make me feel feminine. I mean, it's amazing how an inanimate object like a pair of glasses could make you feel better about yourself and they're just a piece of plastic you stick on your face yeah so let me ask you was there anybody that you knew that wore glasses that were kind of fun that that you admired a lot oh my gosh you know it's funny you say that in in ninth grade I had this English teacher Mrs. Elefeld and she had this big blonde hair and she would walk into the room with her romance novels and you know they were steamy covers you know this is in high school yeah yeah. New York it was ooh, you know and she was always like don't be ashamed to read what you want and I you know those days I secretly wanted to be a romance writer and I did write Yeah, yeah for many years I'm still working on that stuff um but she was so pretty and she was so smart and she was so confident you know she just owned her reading and she was one of the big reasons that I went to uh journalism school okay so there's your belief system that you know these fun glasses these you know funky ones that match your clothes that make you feel different ways um it's almost like you're channeling this teacher or you're you're modeling her yeah you're modeling the behavior of her because i always talk about as if act as if you are that so if you need to feel comfortable like for me confidence might be a red power suit you know like something that just you put it on and you just feel yeah like you feel great and and for you it's these glasses because they they, you know it's, it's like it's like you're going to channel the, the, this, you know, teacher and feel her confidence or act as if you were her. And it's wonderful. We all can play those roles and, and they're great. Well, it's almost like I'm marketing to myself. Like now I have my horn rim glasses on. You can yeah. How, don't I look scholarly now? Like, you know. <laughs> you have to put your hair up higher. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'll put my hair up higher. But before we do, I would like to thank our sponsor today, Frankie. It's LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. And for those of you who want to get right to the chase, you can redeem a free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign by going to LinkedIn 
linkedin.com slash coach talk. That's linkedin.com slash coach talk to claim your free $100 ad credit. Now terms and conditions apply. The nice thing about LinkedIn is it's the best place for marketers, Frankie. It's a place where you can stand out against the backdrop of all these different amazing brands. And it's a place that has exactly the people you're looking for. And even better, they're looking for you. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of work on LinkedIn. You do a lot of work on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, we use it to, to promote our shows, to get guests. And the LinkedIn ads are great because they can help drive the results marketers like you and me care about. And they can build your brand all the way to converting revenue and dividing growth. And that's why you advertise on LinkedIn and it is the world's largest professional community. And you have the opportunity to build long-term relationships with your customers. Now, Frankie, you and I know this, we talk about relationship building all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the first step, talk to the right audience. And so yeah. with a community of over 600 million professionals, now just to give you an idea of how many people that is, The United States has 324 million, Japan has 127 million, Germany has 82 million, and the UK has 66 million. So you'd have to add up all those countries to get these 600 million professionals on LinkedIn. And they have these powerful targeting tools that help you zero in on reaching the right audience and targeting, because targeting is really important. That's what we're talking about with my glasses. It's the right glasses for your target market. And there are 62 million business decision makers on LinkedIn. So you're building relationships that really matter. And Frankie, I was reading an article the other day and it said 71% of people use information from LinkedIn to make their business decisions. I mean, I'm in there all the time. How about you? Yeah, all the time. All the time. So to redeem your free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign, go to linkedin.com slash coach talk. That's linkedin.com slash coach talk for your free $100 ad credit. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Frankie, we're talking about belief systems today. And those belief systems really do shape our decisions. They mm-hmm. shape what we what we think about also creates not only our reality, but our outcomes. Well, you know, somebody might be listening and going, I don't believe in placing an ad. I don't, it's too much money or whatever. But you know, I have my belief system says you pay to play or in other terms, you know, it costs money to make money. Um, If you are really super creative and you can find ways to advertise without spending any money, good for you. But if you want to reach these 600 million international, you know, uh, business people, it makes sense to me that you would create an ad in LinkedIn if that's your target market to find your target market or you know who your target market is and, and market, you know, directly to them. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you can have the belief that it's not going to work or you can have the belief that it's going to work. And honestly, you can't get anywhere in any business without marketing and marketing to LinkedIn, you know, is a proven entity. So I'm going to give that uh, call to action one more time to redeem your free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash coach talk. That's linkedin.com slash coach talk for your free $100 ad credit terms and conditions do apply. So Frankie, when you try to change your belief set, like, you know, you talk about my Fritos, you know, that I have when I have a new client or the belief system I have that putting on my horned rim smart glasses make me feel different than putting on, I'm going to just put on my pink ones for you. Yeah. Let me see. She's, she, we're doing a slideshow here. Slide glasses. Here. 
Yeah, those are adorable. Aren't they peachy? They match your shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cute. Very, very cute. And you know what? And if you wanted to change your belief system, I would say put your purple ones on and say, these make me feel the same as my horn rimmed. Oh. And keep thinking that thought. Because why are they different? Why would those glasses not be as confident building as the other ones? Because of the color? Yeah, the color. Because blue is fun and flirty. Uh-huh. And brown is like, ooh, look, I'm a sexy. So you're like the librarian. Yeah, sexy <laughs> librarian. Okay. Well, you can't, I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't interchange your glasses and feel just as wonderful in all of them because that's all parts of your personality to be, you know, sexy, flirty, librarian, smart, whatever, right? That's all part of you. It all comes from you. The glasses aren't making you that. You are that. They're right. just they're just saying, okay, I'm giving you the the you know option to come out and play. Right. Oh, like I have put these on. You know, yeah, like permission a permission to come out and be something different today. But you're right. right. They are all aspects of my personality. Right. So they're all there at any time, at any given time, really. And and the glasses are just you know, like you said, the permission to come out and play. So, but if you wanted to change your thought, the first the first um, thing to changing your thought is to recognize the thought. So, I mean, you can't change what you don't recognize. So you recognize that the hormones make you feel a certain way. And now I'm saying, well, so do the purple ones and so do the pink ones and so do the other ones. So now that you are aware, you can put the other ones on and go, what was that feeling I got when I put the hormones on? Can I get the same feeling? Can I, can I bring that same feeling to the purple ones? And, 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 you know, put action in the thought because that's how you change things, right? Action is you have the thought and then you change the action and and then you reproduce a different outcome. So you have to recognize your thought. And then every time you, you put those glasses on, you say, these make me feel the same as my horn rooms, nothing different. So if I switched Fritos to apples, yes, then I could say these make, these make me feel the same because it is really about the feeling. I mean, seriously, when I put on my different glasses, Frankie, like they're almost like my face jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I go to a meeting. I know that in my blue glasses, I will feel creative and fun. And if I go to a tech meeting, I have my brown glasses that, you know, make me feel, or I feel, I don't know. They don't make me feel, I feel when I'm in them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's good to have. Yeah, so the Fritos are related to mom and, and to the camping and the family and all of that. So if you have the apple, maybe you can start by having an apple and thinking about mom and thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, a good thought. Have a happy thought of mom as you eat that apple. And every time you eat an apple, you have a happy, that same thought or a different thought, a happy thought about mom or, and the family being together. And so now you're changing the behavior in the subconscious with an action in the conscious and that, you know, it's not, yeah. Apples don't taste like Fritos. I mean, we all like Fritos and salty, you know, (laughs) multi yummy goodness, yummy goodness food. But if you really wanted to, you know, you don't have to, but if you wanted to, that's how you would do that behavior change. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when you said that, I kind of think about like, you know, my, my getting, you know, certified to teach indoor cycle and, you know, taking at least, you know, the first chunk of weight off my body that I wanted to, I still want to go down another couple sizes, but I'm okay where I am. Um, but I had to actually, I sat there, Frankie, every night before I went to bed and I wrote, 
I love going to the gym and how great it makes me feel. I love going to the gym and how great it makes me look because I had so deeply ingrained in myself that going to the gym. And I think, you know, I was, a, I swam for, you know, 15 years of my life. So I spent a lot of time in gyms and pools and, and things like that up to my freshman year in college. So to me, going to those places became a grind. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. And you had to, you had to bring the fun back. I mean, even though you have a desired outcome, it does, you don't want it to feel like a chore. Otherwise we don't do it. That's what I said at the beginning of the show. You know, it was feeling like a chore to go. Now I've got a friend to go with. I've got an outlook, you know, says, Oh, I can't wait for, you know, um, actually I, I'll be honest guys. Like I, I joined Weight Watchers and, and Weight Watchers gives you a charm for every five pounds you lose. So I go, Oh, okay. So I just need like, 12 charms, 12 more charms. And then I've got the weight off, right? I've got two charms. I need 12 more. And I'm looking at it in terms of every five pounds is a charm. So there's a charm. It's like, it's like I get a gift for every five pounds, a gift for every five, right? It's kind of a fun way to look at it. It's kind of like if you're in sales, I always tell people, you know, you go, you get your no, 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 no. Yes. You know, you get your 10 no's and then you get a yes. That's your gift for getting, for standing up and getting those no's hit. Yeah. You know, you know what I call so it cranky? You know how when you teach a little kid, you go blow through your nose? Yeah. You blow through the nose. Yeah, you blow through those nose and get your yes. Yeah. So it's fun. I mean, and so that's in coaching terms, it's called putting, putting game into, you know, into what it is that you're doing. And, and so that's a bit of game for me. I get to get a little charm at the end of my fives. And, you know, you go through those nose, you blow through those nose and you get a yay. And, you know, that's how it's done. And so you, you put game, you put game into your going to the gym. Um, it's not a chore. It's fun now. It is fun. And you know, the other thing, Frankie, that I did, because I really did in some ways, I had a really hard time with getting myself to the gym because, you know, I got two kids, I run a company, I'm taking care of my dad. It seemed frivolous to go to the gym. And even though I kept telling myself, I matter, I matter, I matter. You can matter on the couch watching TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't cut it for me. So, you know, when I went and got spin certified and I signed up to the gym to teach these classes and the majority of my classes are for women over 40 and it is so much fun. And I've completely changed how I feel about the gym. Now I love it. I go there sometimes, even sometimes when I don't feel like working out, I'll go there to read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. And, and you've probably changed and you've changed their lives too, the women who are coming because they're having fun with you because you're having such a good time such doing a good it. Time. Oh, such my a good time. I mean, disco spin, we had silly spin. We were doing like Devo from the eighties, you know, poison from the nineties, you know, talk dirty to me. I mean, we have so much fun in there. And when you put the lights down and you change your state, it's amazing how not only do the ladies who take my class, but me walk into that road hard, put away wet. You know, my class is five yeah. o'clock, four thirty in the afternoon. You know, it's at the end of most of our work days. And now we're ready to leave work and put on our mom hat and start our second job. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to come in like Frankie, when you're ready to get to the gym and spin, I'm going to FaceTime my class and you're going to take it. All right. <laughs> I'll get a little thing to hook my phone on the bike and we will rock and roll. How but fun. When we leave, everybody feels uplifted. Yeah. And yeah. you be more tired. You know what I mean? Because we just worked out. We just had a long work day. But it just shows you how you can kind of play with your state, play with your mind. Play you can with totally your play with your mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, our mind is is really, that's what's so amazing about it is, you know, you can be in one state, like the state of love, or you can be in a state of hate, um, and, and it's the same day. Like nothing changes oh. except your state of mind. And so, you know, you if you reframe all the bad stuff into good things, it's good for me, this is great for me, this happened because I needed it, you know, you can reframe anything and make, turn it into a positive changes your whole outlook and your whole day and nothing has really changed except what's in going on inside your head right it's amazing when you change that your behaviors change your actions change you know yeah like like, you know when I was dating um it was really hard for me because I'd feel really depressed for like three days wouldn't hear from somebody then I would get a text or an email hey you want to go out on Friday night Frankie I was hitting the gym by washing my hair and then those legs and then he cancels Oh, work, and then I'm like, oh, now I'm depressed again. And yeah. I mean, that was ridiculous. I was letting these things run my life and nobody yeah. was doing it but me. It was my belief. It's like, if somebody cancels a date, I believe I'm unworthy. Like how stupid right. is that? Right. Yeah. Or, well, or, yeah. How about this one is another one that I found with a bunch of my um, internet dating lady friends, you know, we're all, you know, dating and, and you know, looking for the next yeah. great love. But two of us talked about how (laughs) our desirability is absolutely defined by our bank accounts. Like when we have a lot of money in our bank accounts and we're flush and we can go shopping and do these things, ooh, we're attractive. And if we're broke because we paid all our bills at the end of the month, paid for our kids, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I'm broke again. I think it's the opposite. Really? Yeah. If you did all of that, what a power woman. Oh, <laughs> see beliefs. Like what is the belief around? Yeah. What a belief system, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I just had a big epiphany, you know, I should have like strawberries or something because you just pointed out to me at the end of the month, when I pay all my bills, sometimes I have money left over. Sometimes I don't. And when I have very little leftover, I feel terrible. But what if I switched it to, Hey, I made it. Yeah. I was able to cover all of my bills for me and my kids. And, you know, we're living in this great house and they're getting their lunches and their dinners and nobody's starving and all my bills are paid. Whoa, look at me. I did that. Right. Like, and that's, that's amazing. Like to me, like that makes you more attractive because you're not, you know, you're not lazing around watching soap operas all day. You're working your ass off in, you know, to, to create this wonderful life for everybody. And you're not just existing. You have a really nice life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, but it's, it's, a, it's like what you believe. Like, right. I believe, oh my gosh, I only had $43 at the end of the month. Or if I believe, hey, I made it with $43 extra. Hey, hallelujah. I mean, that, hallelujah. I've been doing that for 10 years, Frankie. Where were you 10 years ago? <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, we all have funny beliefs. Like I, I, I was reading a thing yesterday, this woman, um, you know, she wrote that, that she, she feels useless. Um, you know, she's got two kids and, and she left a, an abusive marriage and she lost, you know, I don't know, 30 or 40 pounds. And she goes, I'm useless now. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Look at what you did. You lost a ginormous amount. No, she lost 150 pounds. So you oh. lost a ginormous amount of weight. You gave birth to two kids and you left a loser. Right. You should be on top of the world. <laughs> right? Oh. 
You know, somebody said that to me once about, you know, because when I got divorced, I was like, well, you know, my husband left me for somebody else. And she says, oh, you mean you repelled the bastard? <laughs> and that was the thought, you know, at the time it was just, I, I was like, oh, what? Oh. Now, when, like you brought that up, I had that memory going, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Like, so you either, he either left you or you repelled him because he's a jerk. Like, yeah. again, what's your choice to think about? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's just a change of thought that changed her reality in that moment. Just like, you know, a change of thought, just change your reality. And that's what we're talking about. Just changing your thoughts to change your life. Yes. I mean, it sounds cornball, but it really does. It's like, I read this book about feng shui, like change your furniture, change your Yeah, life. yeah, yeah. Like how important, but I guess it is. Yeah, because it's... Um... I got my money toad sitting somewhere, by the way. Wait, what? My feng shui money toad. I don't know where he went, but he oh, should be on my he hopped away. He needs to hop back in. So yeah, I go, come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's funny how um, you can you can you can look at everything two different ways, really. You know, you can look at your divorce and go, oh my gosh, I'm going to be alone forever. Or you could go, wow, I have an opportunity to kiss someone again. How great is that? Exactly. Yeah. My married friends always tell me they're like, they, their longtime married friends are like, wow, we'll never have that first kiss again. I mean, mean, pros and cons, you know, to everything, but I guess, I guess it's that half full, half empty, you get to choose, but I think most of us don't recognize until we've maybe had therapy or went to some coaching that we have the power to change our thoughts. We have the power to change our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beliefs, you know, your belief systems probably came into effect in the first five years of your life. You know, whoever your caregivers were, um, parents, teachers, grandparents, brothers, sisters, uh, babysitters, to, yep. you know, whatever. So most of your beliefs happened during that time. So if there's something that's not showing up in your life that you want, go back there and and figure out how, what did, what did they tell me? You know, what did they, those people think about the stuff about working or, or marriage or dating people or other religions or whatever it is? Like, what did they think about that? Because that's, even though I don't think I think that way, it's in, it's in my subconscious. Oh, I'm sure it is for me too. I think of my preschool, you know, I look at the pictures that my mom took from way back then. And, you know, I was, you know, we would play house and the the boys would go to work, which really meant hitting sticks with rocks. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, the girls would play with these plastic dishes and cook and, you know, baby dolls. So, you know, it was very gender specific and very traditional the way I was raised. So I think that was probably one of the reasons that I really struggled with some of these um, single mom roles because they really felt, they not only felt foreign, but they felt wrong and there was no wrong. It was my own wrong. Right. I mean, even, even today I hear people, you know, will go, well, that's a, that's a pink job. That's a blue job. Mm. You know, killing spiders is a blue job, (laughs) by the way. Killing spiders is an everyone with a shoe job. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Frankie, because I can't do it. Really? Oh, my God. I can't. I can't kill them. Um, But, you know, that's. I did have a girlfriend I used to call to come and kill them when I was a single mom. Have you had a big tarantula come in your pool? Because 
that the tarantulas come through our town like once oh every couple God. years. And I mean, you know, they're not like, it's not like the birds coming in, you know, like that movie, but yeah. you'll have like, you know, I have, we'll have five and six. I have two acres. So I'll have five or six on my acreage. And one of them got, fell in my pool and he fell legs up. So he was literally had enough tension to float on the top. And I hear Max out in the pool going, mom, mom, mom. Cause he had walked in like, oh, it's so nice and cool. The water's great. And then he saw this thing, what he thought was like a black hockey puck or something floating. Oh my God. That's so that big. It was, oh yeah. No, it was as big as. Oh my God. And so I picked him up with a tennis racket and I walked him around the front. And every time he would walk towards me, I would tip the racket. <laughs> yeah. Don't come near me. So then I put him on the driveway and I'm like, hey, kids, let's take a good look at him. And that little sucker was going to walk back towards the pool. He was going towards the water. So I, I took him across the street to this lady that I don't really like. And I put it in her tree. <laughs> So I don't know if he lived or died. I don't know if they can climb pine trees, but by God, he was there and he wasn't oh, coming back my on my goodness. property. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That You're brave to do that. Well, you have nothing else. Like, you know, when my kids were small, Frankie, um, yeah. my, I had a rattlesnake that wouldn't leave my front door and he was a good sized one. He was probably, you know, two, three feet at least. And he would rattle. And the problem is I only have one front door. Everything yeah. comes out the back or the side. And, you know, I was afraid he was going to come in my house. I've had snakes in my house before and, um, you know, go for snakes. So they're not harmful, but when you have a rattler and so I, opened my window and I started throwing things at him. Like I threw a water bottle at it, you know, like, and it didn't hit him, but he slithered out to the front of the yard. And then I went out my backyard, ran across the other side. I stayed like 90 feet away from this thing, but I got in my big Sequoia and ran him over. I had to drive it on my lawn. I got the willies just thinking about that. Well, and my kids came out the front door, mom, what are you doing? And Max was like six, Zachary was four. And I'm like, get back in the house. They run to the car. Mom, there's a snake. Yeah. The passenger side, they're like, mom, you ran. Cause it was, I had run him over by my driver's side front tire. Yeah. Yeah. So he's literally oh, like, you know, like half of his body, he could go up to the tire well because I had only run over part of his body. Oh my God. And then I felt bad because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if he's suffering? So I just ran the car back and forth and back and forth till I smashed him flat. Oh my goodness. Oh. But there wow. was, you know, what else do you do? And then, yeah, I don't know. Go, yeah. You call the snake catcher in town. I'm like, you know, when you have two active little boys and a giant rattlesnake on your front door. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't have time for that. No. And I kept shooting him away and he would come back because he must have liked that sunny spot. Yeah. But not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Don't go near her as folks. No, nope, nope. so my, <laughs> my belief was when I moved here, I couldn't handle snakes or spiders Yeah, or scorpions. Now you can I had a scorpion on my bathroom ceiling and I, I blew him with the hairdryer and that didn't work. So I finally got a shoe, but um, I was supposed to get a Scotty, a dog. Yeah. They kill them. Oh, people, people in Arizona apparently have them because they kill them. They, they like hunt them out and kill them. Oh, okay. Well, mine was on the bathroom ceiling. <laughs> I don't know how you how to to throw the dog <laughs> up, like smash the thing. <laughs> are you visualizing this everybody? yes but my point was that you know i came from buffalo so the concept of tarantulas yeah and scorpions and, and rattlesnakes 
were out of my wheelhouse and I thought I could never handle living there or managing a property with them on there, having three dogs. You know, I shot a mountain lion with a garden hose to get him out of my pool. You know, he was drinking out of my pool and oh you know, my gosh. for my dogs. But yeah, once you do it, your whole belief system changes. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you to do that. Yeah. Very, very courageous. And you know what? We do what we have to do we in do life. We have to do. So please, PETA listeners, don't call me and, and yell at me because I Yeah, she did what she had to do. And if there's any illegal thing about killing a scorpion, <laughs> putting a tarantula in a lady's tree. Or running over a, a rattlesnake. <laughs> I plead the <with> sequoia. <laughs> maybe maybe, um, maybe Toyota should hire you. <laughs> I know. I am. Do a commercial for them. Definitely with my Toyota Sequoia. Yeah. Uh, well, Frankie, thank you for being my guest today. We will be back again next week with another great episode. Have a good one. Thanks. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.